This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. 99.9 KISW, The Rock of Seattle. I'm not sure why we have our next guest on. I mean, nothing happened over the weekend. No, no, really. I, I, oh, yeah, no. Shohei Otani, that, that happened. Oh, that was a big thing, so yeah. We talk about that. And, yeah. uh, the well, Seahawks. Michael Penix Jr. did not get the Heisman. That, yeah, uh, yeah. We, we have that. But the Kraken yeah. continued yeah. to lose. Oh, man, this yeah. is rough. Yeah. But yeah. please welcome to the show a man that we do enjoy talking to from Mitch Unfiltered, <laughs> Mitch Levy. Welcome to Title Town, ladies and gentlemen. Oh. Listen. I, uh, I, I think your audience ought to know something, that uh, today was a little bit different. This morning was a little bit different in the way that you guys had set up your communications a little differently and that we were not able to talk. Right. The, the three of us were not able to talk in the yeah, moments was, leading up to this We didn't have uh, to talk to Mitch beforehand. And, that yeah, I don't know how that happened. That was an unfortunate occurrence. <laughs> wow. Well, actually, it wasn't so unfortunate. It was the most peaceful uh, two or three minutes of my life. <laughs> and, I, and I just want to say to, uh, to Migsy, I was kind of hopeful as I, as I was waiting here that maybe it would actually roll into the segment where I wasn't able to hear BJ the entire segment, but uh, I can. I just want you to know, BJ, you're coming in loud and clear. Oh, sorry much, about that. To I a really lot of people's it. disappointment. Yeah, yes. I just want you to know. Yeah, that. sorry, That's sorry, I'm yeah. sorry about that, buddy. <laughs> uh, episode two sixty six dropped, ladies and gentlemen. Today, MitchUnfiltered.com, yep. and you yep. had nothing to talk about, really. There's nothing really to say. Uh, your social media has oh. been pretty quiet about all this. God, it's not a good thing, but uh, it's a thing. There's no question about it, and uh, you know, you look. Uh, Look to your your former hometown or your your birthplace, and and they're fighting, they're struggling with the same type of conversation. Yeah, they are. With one of the greatest coaches of all time, who's uh, I think creeping up on Don Shula to become the greatest in terms of wins in the NFL's history. And yet, is this the end of Bill Belichick in New England? Uh, is it time for him to move on? Is it time for them to look for something else and and start anew? And and I guess those conversations are now. Free flowing here in the Pacific Northwest about Pete Carroll and Jody Allen and the Seattle Seahawks and where exactly they are. And they are in the midst of a, what we do know is they're in the midst of a four game losing streak now. Yeah, first time and, in the history uh, of uh, Pete Carroll. And that's true in, in, in one year, certainly. And, um, you know, at one point they were six and three. And I think I told you guys if it was one of the weeks we were on and you guys weren't on vacation, I think. I think I told you that they had to beat the Rams. They had to figure out a way to beat the Rams in Los Angeles. That was yeah, the game. That was the that game. They had, they had to figure out a win, and they had the thing won, and then they let it slip away, and then they didn't spike the ball, if you remember. They had a chance at the end to win the game at the end. They didn't spike it. They ran it instead. The clock ran out of them. They missed the, they missed the field goal, and instead of 7-3, and three, 
That was a chance to go to seven and three. They're six and four after that game. Yeah. And I don't know. Did I have that wrong? Instead of seven and two, six and four. Anyway, they're six and seven after a four game. Now, six, now instead they, of seven and three, they, four game instead of seven and yeah. three, they were six and three. I think is what happened. Yeah, I yeah. think something like that. Yeah, anyway. that's what it was because they could. Yeah, they could have been seven and three instead. Uh, whatever they did, they were instead yeah. of being good, yeah. they turned six, into turds. Yeah. I think that's the yeah. actual yeah. math. Yeah. Six yeah. and four is what they so, were. That's what it is. So yeah. they're not actually dead. Uh, uh, you know, mathematically, they're not dead, but uh, disappointing. They're guys. close disappointing. though. I mean, who's I, I? I I didn't see how Minnesota did. Minnesota win? Yeah, yesterday? they won three nothing. Oh, okay, <laughs> that's right. I that, mean, at least we put up. At the end of the day, at least we're not wow. the Raiders. Yeah, come on, guys. Three to nothing is pretty pathetic. Uh, well, you know, and so, and the Rams yeah. lost. So I mean, that's one team at least we still have a chance of beating. But I mean, at the end, I mean, really, at the end of the day, Mitch, I just, I mean, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe we can be what nine and eight. Is that what we can hope for? Maybe because eight and nine ain't going to get it done. And if no. we're nine and eight, there's going to be other teams that are nine and eight. I just, I don't. Yeah, I, I, I really don't have. They, they, I, yeah, yeah. The bigger conversation is we're in this situation every single year. Yep. Now, now, Migsy just made a an interesting offhanded comment that you could uh, you could talk a little bit about or think about if you're a Seahawks fan. You could be the Raiders. Well, you could be a lot of teams that are that never have this type of conversation, which True. is, can they get into the playoffs or not get into the playoffs? And if that's what you want from your NFL team, well, then you've got it here in Seattle. Every single year, they are a playoff contender or a playoff team. There's no question about that. Pete Carroll has that going. Every year, they're in the conversation with three or four weeks to go, like they are this week, of what do they have to do to get into the playoffs. If that's enough, then you're happy. You're a happy football. It sounds like that's enough for Migsy. Hey, look, you could be the, uh, the you could be the Las Vegas Raiders. Or you could say, how many years are we going to go through this? How many years is it going to be Groundhog Day all over again where we're three or four weeks to go, we're talking about can the Seahawks slip into the playoffs as one of the last playoff teams, maybe have a playoff game, lose a playoff game, win a playoff game, and go out that way? If, if, you're, if you're of that opinion that it's just, it's just enough, then there needs to be some change. And that's going to be the conversation and debate for the next four or five weeks. Yeah, I feel you know, like, you, you know, Mitch, and, and you would know better than me, but it feels like the Sounders and the Storm don't seem to settle the way that Seahawks fans and Mariners fans, and I hope to God not Kraken fans, settle for this kind of, yeah, we, we're in the playoff conversation, we're close, oh, good job, guys, but never really get to, like, get to the big one a lot. Uh, you know, after the, you know, 10 years ago, 10 years ago, I thought we were going to be a team that was going to be like the Patriots, like the Chiefs, where, yeah, we wouldn't get in every year, but we would make it to the conference championship a lot. We would win the conference championship. We probably wouldn't win the, you know, like that kind of a team. And we're not. We're, like you said, and the Mariners are, I think fans are like the same thing. It's like, well, they're close to the playoffs. Well, they got in that one year, you know, and... The mediocrity that's accepted doesn't seem to be accepted by Sounders fans, and also the Storm don't seem to. I mean, the Storm seem to go, "Hey, look, we want to put a winning a winning thing on the court," and it doesn't happen every year. But they've had great success. Do you see that being a systemic issue with some Seattle fans when it comes to some of our teams? They're- I don't know if it's the fans. I I don't know. You know, the, to say fans that's a big word. Well, right? I'm from, I, I mean, I'm from I mean, I'm, here's why I'm from Boston. 
I and, know you are. And those and those fans, <laughs> where? They're, but yes. they're very vocal about yes. how sucky the team is. Yes. Seattle yes. fans are, hey, great job, guys. I mean, the attitude's nice. I mean, I don't think it's a bad attitude. But then th- th- the management doesn't have to do anything if the fans aren't going, well, you suck, and I'm not going to go to your games, and I'm not well, going to watch you on I TV. I see you suck. I see you suck on my phone. I'm not going to go to your games. I see a lot of, I mean, the Mariners fans, you talk about the Mariners fans. Yeah, there may be a portion of them that accept where they are. But there, there, there is a loud. You may call I'm, it a minority. I'm happy. There is a, there's a loud group of Mariners fans that are absolutely fed up, especially they're fed this up with the previous ownership. They're pre, they're they're fed up with this ownership. Yeah, they don't like what's going on, and they they vow not to go. And by the way, they got to be the majority, Mitch. They do. That's the only thing. That, you're right. They're the minority, but they've got to be the majority. I don't see. Well, change. maybe they're the minority. Maybe they're not. I mean, it seems to me that 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 stadium's empty. Until the last two weeks of the season, not empty, obviously, but yeah, but they're, they're yeah. not getting they're not You're getting right. big numbers. So mm-hmm. maybe it's the majority of Mariners fans that has seen enough of this of this treatment and the way they're going about the business. You know, it's two different situations because you've got in in the Seahawks the obvious. You've got Pete Carroll, who has done a hell of a job in total. He brought a Super Bowl. He took him to two straight Super Bowls. He took the Seattle Seahawks, the lowly Seattle Seahawks, to two consecutive Super Bowls, won one, should have won the other, and that has earned him, rightfully so, a really long leash. A really, really, really long leash. He is potentially a Hall of Fame coach in Seattle. So it's not easy. It's not easy to, to go and say, I want a new coach. I want them out with the old, in with the new. This is enough. Enough's enough. It's not easy as it pertains to Pete Carroll. You know, the, the Mariners conversation is more of an ownership conversation. Yeah. Conversation. Now, we had this conversation on the, uh, on the podcast this morning that came out, 266, as you, as you mentioned. Um, MitchUnfiltered.com. MitchUnfiltered.com or podcast uh you know uh, wherever apple podcast whatever uh the, the conversation has been directed for the seahawks to ownership as well and a lot of people are wondering if that's part of the problem oh boy yeah. that since since paul mm. allen passed away you know first of all paul allen passes away and maybe this maybe we were headed to this conclusion years ago yeah but paul allen passes away his sister jody takes over and she's not in any kind of position in her own mind to start firing hall of fame super bowl winning coaches upon taking over the reins of the seattle seahawks she never does an interview she never talks to anybody nobody knows what she's thinking nobody knows how she feels how strongly she feels about owning the team we know that it's going to be sold at some point because that's the directive of his estate. There's also, as I understood last night, I found out last night something interesting that I never knew, that when Paul Allen built the stadium with King County, that there was a, a date set forth within the contract with King County that if the Allens sold the team before the date which is coming up in 2024, I think it's March of 2024, if the Allens had sold the team to somebody else, the Allens would owe 10% of the purchase price to King County. Oh, So let's say the purchase price is $4.5 billion, which is about the going rate. 
commanders, so forth, that just got sold. Let's say it's $4.5 billion. If, if the Allens were to sell the, the, the team before that date, which is coming up now, March of 2024, they would owe King County $450 million of the uh, of the purchase price. Well, there were, there's no way they were going to sell it before then. Yeah. So now that date comes and goes in March. It frees the Allen estate, Jody Allen, to go ahead and sell the team. And there's a lot of people that think this is part of the problem. She's not really an NFL owner, doesn't really want to be an NFL owner. There's some thoughts about that. And, you know, what what will they do? Do we need, you know, and in the background, there's the, the obvious gorilla in the room. And that's Jeff Bezos, who has made it very, very much no secret that he wants to own an NFL team. And I think he wants to own the Seattle Seahawks. He This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. He um, he got involved in the Commanders a little bit when the Commanders got sold a couple of months ago to to that group that was headed by uh, by uh, Josh Harris and Magic Johnson. But for all intents and purposes, I believe that Jeff Bezos will be the next owner of the Seattle Seahawks. Hopefully, it will not be a Howard Schultz experience. I don't think with Jeff Bezos, it's going to be a Howard Schultz experience. I think that Jeff Bezos will come in here, and if, if it's Jeff or, or somebody else that really, really, really wants to own a team, I think there'll be a different, a, a different feel, a different um, energy about what's going on. So I think you've got a lot of little things in play. You know, Pete Carroll's the oldest coach in the NFL. They're stuck in the quicksand of mediocrity. They've got an ownership group that's in flux. So there's a lot of different little pieces going on. And I think there's coming, you know, de- decision day is coming for the Seattle Seahawks. And I, I I, have a hard time believing that when push comes to shove, uh, we're going to be talking about the same situation and setup 
when we get to the preseason of 2024, but who knows? Maybe we will. So we're talking to Mitch uh, Levy, MitchUnfiltered.com. Let's throw a little gossip out there, just because I love to do it, and you guys thought I was crazy, but... What's the gossip? The gossip is this. Two players on the team, and this is based on KJ Wright's tirade on his podcast, uh, which basically looks like he's pointing to two players who he thinks are massively distracted, not paying attention. He singled those folks out, how much they're hurting the team, without mentioning by name, but I'm going to mention him by name. Jamal Adams and DK Metcalf, those two, in their own way, definitely typify what K.J. Wright says is wrong with his team right now compared to the team that he played on. And he's a guy that definitely played, and so his comments are powerful. I tend to agree. I've never been a fan of DK Metcalf because I just thought this guy cannot get his mental toughness under control. I didn't know anything about Jamal Adams until his recent stupidity that he's done on the, on social network. Yikes. Uh, I don't think Adams is going to be on the team next year, definitely. I'm wondering, is it time to move DK Metcalf? I think he's a lost cause, and if we can get something for him, since we're going to be blowing this team up in some way, shape, or form anyway, I don't know how good Geno's going to be anymore. You don't get better when you get older when it comes to injuries. Uh, Drew Locke, I don't know if he's the answer. I don't know anything. Do we move on from, definitely we're going to move on from, uh, you know, uh, uh, Jamal, but do we move on from DK if we can get the right situation? Because I'm kind of done with DK and his ridiculousness. I really am. I think Jamal, you're asking me my opinion. I think Jamal Adams and DK Metcalf are two different stories. Um, I think you got to take them one by one. First of all, Jamal Adams, I, I can't close my eyes and visualize him being back next year. Whether it's Pete Carroll's group or whether it's a new group that comes in and coaches the team, I have a hard time believing that Jamal Adams is... Can we just toss him now? What a fan. I was a Jamal Adams fan, but just to make it like shake the team up, send a message like this is. I I don't. I don't think you do it now. I think you wait to. What a failure, though, Mitch. I mean, that is probably one of the worst. One of the worst trades we've ever made. I mean, he's never been anything, and then finally he's back, and then this. What a horrific situation. All right. I agree with you. When they got him, though, when they got him, uh, you know, to their point, they were trying to make a run, and they they, when they acquired the guy, the guy was, uh, you know. Thought to thought by a lot of people to be an all-world type of defensive player, safety, and a, a very, very uh, uh, flexible a guy who could uh, rush the passer, play the, play the run game, do a little bit in coverage. You could use them all over the field. They had, uh, you know, visions of sugar plums like anybody else would have. So, yes, I, I, as far as Jamal Adams is concerned, I, I think we are seeing – I can't imagine that we're not seeing the final days in Seattle Jamal Adams. And I don't think DK is on the same level as Jamal as no, far as a human I, being. I think DK Metcalf yeah. is a different story. But he still is irritating the crap out of me, and he has high value. And okay, I, I, don't, first of all, okay, I don't think he's okay. going to get any better. I think DK is going to continue to be DK. First of all, there's, you said a lot there. Number one, high value. Do you know that for sure? Do you know that other teams are, are, are clamoring to give the Seattle Seahawks something really special for DK? I don't think you know that. That's true. Because I don't think, it, I don't think anybody knows that. That's number one. Number two... As it relates to his off the field, or not, I don't mean off the field, the, 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 the other it's stuff. It's literally on the, the field. Other, <laughs> it's on the field. The other stuff. Let, 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 let's, let's, give, let's give him a, can we give him a pass for yesterday? No. Can we give, well, I, I would. can. No, I really, I, would. I, 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 yeah. I don't know how you, how I can. can you give him I a can. pass? Because he's been a pain in the ass when he, he's cost us with penalties. Dude came from behind. I, said, I said yesterday, this is where I was hoping the mic wouldn't work. Oh, okay. The, the yes, the, 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 I'm talking about yesterday. <laughs> Let's. I mean, the, Greg Olson, former Seahawk for a year for a cup of coffee, 
And and Fox has this field day. I mean, yeah, oh, the, DK Metcalf is a terrific target now. And he's made himself a terrific target. But boy, did they have a field day at his expense before they actually watched their own replay to see that the guy, the 49er linebacker, took a cheap shot at DK Metcalf from behind on the field. Unfortunately for, for everybody, the announcers didn't watch their own replay, either did or either didn't or did and then ignored what happened. I think yesterday was a little bit of a different case. I would have reacted the exact same way as DK Metcalf. You would have reacted the same way. And and Steve Migsey would have reacted differently. He might have gotten himself thrown out for the rest of the year. Oh, especially, if, dude, DK had, had a broken neck, and this guy just jacked his neck from behind without him knowing. From behind. It was a total cheap I'd shot. I'd be furious. I think, I think to say, to, to, to just to, to lump in yesterday to everything else with DK is a little bit unfair. I think each situation presents itself differently, and I think yesterday was different based on how he was provoked. Now, back to your original point. Has he worn out his welcome? Is he hurting the football team? Um... Maybe, maybe, but DK Metcalf being a wide receiver is also a part of another problem that I don't think Jamal Adams is, which is, are they using DK Metcalf appropriately? Are they throwing the, the freaking ball to him? Are they, are they, uh, they threw the ball to him in the first drive yesterday and what happened? Touchdown. What happened? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Scored, I mean, it was a great, yeah, it was a great play. That's why I say I think he does have high value because you're right. It could be we're just not using him right, which is why his value may be higher than than you and I might think because people might see what you're seeing. If like somebody might go, God, if we had that guy, we would use him better. I, you know, Mitch, I'm not excusing yesterday. I understand what you and Steve are saying, but to me, it's just elevating. Like, a, a, a better player still would not have responded the way that he did, but because of who he's been, I'm just done. He's not, we're not using... How did he some, respond? Well, like you BJ, said... BJ, you know, how did he respond? You, you and he I got both, up. He, he got up off the field, and he grabbed the guy by the face exactly. mask and shoved him. I don't want him to do you're that. Tell, you're telling me that most football players... You're telling me most gladiators and football players, if, if you get good, hit by, from behind? If you're good, you will know that you did your job, that somebody took a cheap shot at you, and if you don't respond, they get the penalty, you don't. That's what I want from my player out there who is as valuable as he is, and he's escalated his lack of mental toughness. To I, I think that's look, the easy way out. It is, that's except in my, in my life... I am also under circumstances where things happen, and if I don't respond appropriately, I, I'm going to be in trouble. He shows me every week, it seems, okay. every year, Again, that he hasn't lumping, learned how to temper all, those. You're lumping it all together. I surely am. You're right, and that's okay. where we will you're, disagree. You're lumping it all together, and I'm telling you that I agree with you 80% of the time. I agree Come with to the hundy. In, in the, Come in to the, the hundy. Come to the hundy. Get rid of him, In buddy. the case yesterday, I contend that had just about any ball player on a football field in the heat of battle, in the heat of the moment, got hit from behind, like Migsy was explaining, that happened to DK yesterday. Go back and watch it. So with that said, I'd say stay or, stay the majority go. of NFL stay players with this would, have pop, would have popped up I know that. And, and react. I know what you're saying. That. So let's okay. take that aside. 80% yes. you agree with, stay or go, DK Metcalf. Should we dump him if we can? Again, again, I, I you gotta. It, it's I can't have that conversation. I got to know what do I get for him? 
Yeah, so yeah obviously it's got to be something good. If if we can get something, tell, tell me what something good is. Well, I would, you know, at this what point, is something good. I would DJ? say at this point, if you can get some decent defensive players or or some draft picks, I would do it. I just don't think he's helping the team, and I don't think we have a quarterback situation that's using him right anyway. And I don't even know if we have an offensive coordinator that knows how to use him right either. There's so many things in there. I don't think DK is going to be able to help us. Currently Why? and in the next three or four years, because I think the team's a mess. I think you're right. The ownership issue, are they going to sell? Is Pete really the right guy? We're a mess for the next two or three years, and DK Metcalf is not well, going to be able to help us as far as being on our field. You're, you're asking me for an opinion about one player in a vacuum without me knowing who's the coach of the team, what's yes. the offensive philosophy of the team. Are they blowing up the team and starting from scratch? I don't think that I, they have a team. I'm I don't think that they have. Okay, I, I don't think that that yeah I, yes the answer to your question is if they are blowing up the team and starting from ground zero yeah I would look to move D, DK Metcalf but I don't I don't agree with you I think part of the problem is that they've got enough pieces where they don't have to blow the team up I think that they are they are two or three pieces away and a better scheme offensively away and because I feel that way about the team I'm not looking to get rid of DK Metcalf. I'm looking. The first question I'm asking myself in the offseason is, how can we use him differently to be to be more impactful and and to get more productivity out of him before I'm looking to move him? That's well, my answer. Well, there you have it. Episode two sixty six dropped today, and there's yes. going to be more talk about this plus other cool stuff. <laughs> MitchUnfiltered.com. Don't forget the anywhere you get podcasts, Mitch. And uh, well, either way, it's going to be interesting, brother. It's going to be a fun next to watch. few months. Next ten few and months. seven. Yeah. Ten and seven. You really think the ten? And, you get out of here, <laughs> Mister. What twelve and five is what you thought? Thirteen and four. Oh just, yeah, thirteen and four. Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't say this season, did I? Oh, did you? No, you. It's true. You did. I said. I said thirteen and four when Jeff Bezos takes over. That's what he said. That, okay. that was the okay. and, and Mitch okay. Levy becomes the new head coach of the Seahawks. Perfect. Offensive coordinator, Migs. The offensive coordinator. I don't want the head coaching job. I want good, the good call. Good call. Yeah. Yes. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey.